and welcome back to the Curiosity Chamber. This is Season 3, Episode 13, and I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone who listens to the episodes. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. The support, the outreach has been nothing but phenomenal. Thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate it so much. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you can do so by searching the Curiosity Chamber and you'll see me. You can get some behind the scenes and some live footage doing so. So without further ado, let's get into our next guest. He is the author of Tao Power, The Ancient Way in Modern Life. This is G. Marks. G. Marks, thanks for being here. You're welcome, Jay. <laughs> so listen, man, G. Marks, that, that's a pen name, correct? That's not your real name? That's correct. Um, I'm not shy about saying my real name if you, don't, if you want me to. Hey, you don't have to. We'll keep it at G. Marks. Don't even worry about it. I'm just curious to, to where it came from. Very well. G is my first initial. Mm-hmm. Marks is uh, my middle name is Mark, so it's my first initial and a play on my middle name. It looks good. I like it. I like it a lot. You. Have you used it your entire life? No, I've had it in the back of my mind for many years, and I've known that I would use it. And when this project began asserting itself, mm-hmm. um. It was the perfect name for it. Fascinating. I like it. Nice job. Thank you. So (laughs) I was emailing you, and when we were trying to get on the schedule to do this podcast, you have some weird hours, friends. I would would message you at like 7 p.m. Central Time, and then I would get a reply at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I just want to know what that's all about. (laughs) Oh, um, um, I still have a couple of day jobs. Okay. And one of them is on graveyard. Oh, uh, it's a very easy job that allows me to do a lot of writing, mm-hmm. which is why I keep it. So I'm up at very odd hours. Normally, yeah. when we're recording this, it's in the morning. I'm usually going to bed right about now. Yeah, yeah, that was the worry I had. I'm like, oh boy, he's up at three a.m. So this, <laughs> this nine for you, ten for me. It might be difficult, but you're a you're a team player. You agreed to it, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to a great interview. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. So you are an author, and you're all about Taoism. Is that correct? Yes, I um, I've been. I was introduced to Tao in my 30s, about 20 years ago. I'm in my mid-50s right now. Mm-hmm. A Taoist will tell you that they are on their path. And I was on my path even before I was introduced to Tao. Um, mm-hmm. When I was a boy, I grew up in Los Angeles. And when I was a boy, I grew up wanting to be a radio announcer. Mm-hmm. I'd go to bed at night dreaming of being a DJ. And then when, when Dodger or Angel games were on, sometimes when dad would let me, I'd turn the sound down and pretend to do the announcing. <laughs> and um, I spent four years in the Navy right out of high school on a submarine, an old diesel oh submarine. Oh, my God. I think we might, have to, we might have to talk about that in a little bit. That, that I, is petrifying to me. <laughs> I'd be happy to because okay. that's something else I wanted to do as a kid. I wanted to I wanted to ride submarines and see what it was like. Wow. So uh, when I got out of the Navy, I was 22 in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I I enrolled at San Diego City College to study broadcasting. Nice. And then I got a job as a radio announcer. In El Centro, California, which is a couple hours east of San Diego, um, almost on the Mexican border in the desert between San Diego and Yuma, Arizona. Is that by Tijuana? I can either study radio announcing or I could go do it. So I went and did it for a few years. And I wasn't particularly good at it. I wasn't bad, but I was young. And I thought I knew everything. And I um, I really had no idea how to build a career as a radio announcer. So right. I found myself laid off in the summer of 1995 when I had been the announcer 
for an independent minor league baseball team. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it sucks that he got laid off, but. Well, you know, it happens a lot in, ind- <laughs> in independent yeah. minor league sports. Sure, new doors open. And I became a newspaper reporter. And oh. I'd always enjoyed writing, mm-hmm. but doing it every day as a reporter um, really got me hooked on it. And I've been writing ever since. Wow. So the, the question you asked was, how'd you get involved with Tao? I've mm-hmm. always been on my path. I've always chased dreams. I've always done things that are important to me. I haven't caught every dream I've chased. I've missed most of them, but I'm out there giving it a shot. And when a fellow baseball umpire named Paul Kelly introduced me to Tao, uh, he gave me a copy of a wonderful book called 365 Tao by Deng Ming Dao, who's a, uh, who lives in San Francisco. And that completely crystallized what I've been doing my entire life. And that was my introduction to Tao, the formal philosophical Tao. Yeah, that's a great story. Um, when you were when you were going through this journey, from um, you were going from the the sports radio to the newspaper, you weren't into Tao yet, correct? That is correct. Okay, so a lot of people don't know opportunity is knocking. Right. Um, what can you tell them to to kind of look out for? I feel like a lot of people will will have an opportunity right at their doorstep and they may just ignore it and not see the significance to it. Um, I think that you had open eyes and you understood what was going on and you open you embraced it. These new opportunities. I, I could be wrong. Um, no, Jay, you, 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 you asked and answered the question yourself. I like your term, open eyes. Um, as humans, we, we, all of us are great at becoming comfortable with what is agreeable to us, even if it's not exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, open eyes are important. So is a good attitude. There are with the exception of a bullet going through you, there are very few circumstances that cannot be turned over to advantage. If you're open to it, if your eyes are open and you have a good attitude that says, hey, let's make something constructive happen out of this situation. Do you think Uh, Taoism allows that? I'm sorry? Do you think Taoism allows that? Tao demands it. Tao demands that we put nature and circumstance to work for us. Um, A lot of people have a closed mind. Their eyes are closed. Their minds are closed. They do not have a construct. They have negative attitudes. Yes. And this is an anchor that will hold you down. In essence, if you have a negative attitude and a negative mindset, that is the stuff that you're going to be pulling in. You're, exactly. you're gonna notice. You're gonna notice that you're hitting every red light. You're gonna be noticing that your job sucks and you're not making <laughs> enough, right? You're gonna be noticing all of these, these little microscopic things. And I think it's human to do that at times because sometimes I have bad days and I, I'm able to catch it. Yeah. I'll be like, "Well, my attitude is kind of bad right now. I'm hitting every single red light." I'm fondling things in my pocket. Like my hand won't fully go in my pocket. What is going on today? Like I just, I'm keep dropping things and yeah. I can understand that it can spiral out of control. If that's your day to day and you live like that for years. Oh my God. <laughs> the existence might be pretty, pretty tough. You are absolutely right. Your analogy about hitting every red light is spot on because it's a common example. It's something people will get frustrated over. And mm-hmm. the important thing is to note, is it really important? Mm-hmm. No, of course not. You're going to get, you might be a minute later if you hit every red light, but you're yes. still going to get to where you're going. It doesn't yes. really matter. And us humans, and it's human nature, um, sure. we can get bogged down in that 
And boy, once you have one bad day, next thing you know, you've had a couple and you've had a bad week. And as mm -hmm. you noted, it spirals. It's where you're at. It's your day to day. Yes. And next thing you know, it's a month to month. Yes. I think an important tip is to try and turn negatives into positives. It can be done. Trust me, it can be done for sure. So let's take example for that red light. Okay, you come to a red light. You feel like you're going to be late, but you can take a second to refresh your thoughts. Breathe in that air. Take a second just to relax. Yes. Oh, take a deep breath. Try to calm yourself down. You got that extra second and mm -hmm. then go on your way instead of yes. just... Oh my God, this red light. Oh geez, I'm going to be late. Oh, my boss is going to kill me. Everything is just negative, negative, negative. How do you think your work day is going to go? Exactly. <laughs> it's going to go terribly. <laughs> Without a change in attitude, it's not going to get any better. Yeah, right, right. So tell me, what is Tao? Tao is, a dictionary definition would be twofold. Um, there is a religious aspect to Tao. It involves uh, temples and shrines and sacred texts and praying. I know nothing about that. Okay. I talk about the philosophical Tao. Perfect. Tao that, um, Tao is nature. Nature is the sun rising and setting. It's the changing of the seasons. And that might sound very abstract, but the lesson there is these things happen naturally without outside interference. Um, I live in Northwest Colorado right now, and if you know where to look, the leaves are already starting to change color. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just a few, and you got to know where to look. Right, we'll, right. We'll start noticing it more in a couple, three weeks. But the great lesson of nature is it happens naturally. That's why it's called nature. When you're out in your garden and you, um, and you mess with the ant hill and you disrupt the ants, mm -hmm. the ants immediately go right back to what they were doing. They do it naturally. They don't form committees. They don't send someone out to investigate. They go right back to their life. So Tao is living in concert with both nature and in concert with yourself. The philosophical Tao teaches you to look inward, not to react to outside influences, not to fit into the slots that other people are assigning you. Tao teaches yeah. you to look inside. Um, in, 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 in my book, Tao Power, it's divided into three chapters, wisdom, courage, and patience. Tao demands that we have the wisdom to know what we are about. The best way to find that out is to look inside your heart. And a great example of that is, what do you dream of when you go to bed at night? Even as an adult, what occupies your mind? That's probably what you're meant to do. Those are probably talents you have, and you must have the wisdom to know the talents you were born with. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying is so it's so important and you, you said something very interesting is people assign slots to you yes I, I feel that as well i also feel that we as people assign ourselves to slots that we may not fit you know i think that has something to do with ego mm -hmm. uh have something to do with maybe self-doubt mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think it goes both sides of the coin that, that people assign you slots and you assign yourself slots. Would you believe this is true as well? Oh, Jay, you are absolutely right. Yeah. You should write a book. Uh, <laughs> I'll because I'll tell it. you what, sometimes we assign ourselves slots that aren't any good. Yeah. Someone smarter than me once said, um, I've been broke a lot in my life, but I've never been poor. Interesting. It's a state of mind, I believe. Yes. I've been broke a lot. Yes. I make an okay. I make a good living now, but I, I know what it's like to go through the cushions in your couch, not to look for the rent money, but to look for the money order to pay the rent. Yeah. Um, I've been broke, but I've never been poor. 
pours a yep. state of mind and pours a slot that a lot of people assign themselves. I could not agree more. I couldn't agree more. And a good example of that is uh, trust fund people, right? Mm -hmm. They have a ton of money, but mm -hmm. they often are depressed. I was speaking to someone on the podcast and there was like a significant percentage of people who are given money that don't have to worry. They don't have a journey. They don't have a mm -hmm. purpose yeah. are, are clinically depressed and, mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes take their own life because they don't have a purpose here. It's a mindset. It's completely a mindset. I'm like, I'm doing okay, but I've been, I've been poor, but my mindset has always been, I'm so, I'm such a positive person and I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but every day I, I see an opportunity and I'm, you see me on the street. I'm happy. If you're a stranger, I'll mm -hmm. talk to you. I'll, I'll give you my shirt off my back. I know my purpose here. I'm trying to make people happy. I already know that I came in terms with that. That's who I am. But the fact is it's a mindset for sure. You could take away my money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to suck. Guess what? I'm a grinder. I'll, I'll figure it out. I will figure it out. Well, <laughs> so you, you can always make money. You can always it's, make money. Uh, people assign themselves a negative slot. And as you noted, it transcends financial status. Mm -hmm. um, I know one or two people who have trust funds who do not have to earn their living. Yeah. Um, they are constructing worthwhile lives for themselves, but Good. it's not easy. It's not automatic. No. You have to battle just like everybody else does. Yes. And yes. Those that get on in this world assign themselves good slots. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, um, I believe you mentioned making your time serve you. What is, what do you mean by that? I mean that as humans, we have a choice. We can either mark time. We can serve time while we're on this planet mm -hmm. or we can make our time serve us. And it's a line I stole. Um, from the Birdman of Alcatraz, a famous American criminal from yesteryear. <laughs> it was in the afterword to his autobiography. He noted that he had spent virtually all of his adult life in prison, but he hadn't served a sentence because his time served him. Interesting. Yes. A lot of people, a lot of our fellow humans go through life reacting to outside influences they have no idea what their heart is telling them yeah and they yeah. fit into slots that a spouse wants them to fit into that mm -hmm. parents want them to fit into i think a big one is culture the social status especially with you know instagram facebook all these social platforms oh that's I, honestly yeah, I honestly think that people don't know who they are anymore. They're, I don't even think they like stuff that they're posting. They're just doing it for likes and that social status. It's kind of creepy to see. I concur with that. Yeah. You have people who are living from the outside in. They are reacting yeah. solely yeah. to outside influences. And they have no idea what they're about. They have no idea what slots they can fit themselves into because they are providing knee-jerk reactions to what other people are offering them. Advertisements, shows. Um, and you see enough of it on TV. People who are wealthy and thin and seemingly happy, even though you, you, you peel back the veneer, they have the same problems we do. Seemingly, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, making your time serve you means making every day, every hour of every day count. And it doesn't mean you're always busy. I try to get eight hours of sleep a day. I spend a lot of time sitting in my chair reading. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a type A personality. Yeah. But my time serves me. So how can you peel back that onion layer and really look into yourself? How can you find yourself? You know, I feel like a lot of people have difficulties doing that. There's a saying in um, the book I cited earlier, 365 Tao by Deng Ming Dao. It says, mm -hmm. muddy water clears if allowed to stand undisturbed. A lot of people, 
everyone who has not found themselves is has a morass of people and thoughts and and circumstances swirling around them and they're moving about in that mm-hmm. and they're never going to find themselves doing that you must be calm you must take some time to get to know yourself you must shut out the outside influences yes because every single one of us was born with assorted talents at birth the earliest memory i remember learning in school and in youth sports was everyone can do something well. Yes. Those that get on in this life find what they are meant to do, and they do it. And it doesn't have to cause you to be famous or live down the ages. Mm. The person who fixes your car probably tinkered with cars as a kid and grew yes. up wanting to be a mechanic. Yes, I agree. Um. The person who's who's a baker at a bakery probably baked as a kid and enjoys it. They mm-hmm. found what they are meant to do. And that's because they listen to their heart. They've trusted their heart and they followed their instincts because they know their heart is telling them where to go and their instincts are telling them how to get there. People yeah, I... who need to find themselves need to listen to their heart. I have an interesting outlook on um on people that that are superior at let's say sports or whatever they do a lot of people get amazed by the talent of these people and i kind of just sit back and i'm i'm not i'm i'm not in awe i'm not i understand that they do this nearly 24 hours a day of mm-hmm. course they're going to be good of course they will they have put so much time and dedication that is their life of course they can do that it's not like they were born that way like they just came out of the womb and they're able to to do that on the hot like the ice with a hockey stick and hockey skates they put in so much time and effort everyone has the resources to to become that you just need to put in the hours the dedication you have to find what you love it's out there. It's somewhere. You just have to you have to dig a little deeper. This is an era where we have so many resources at our fingertips. I mean, you can go on YouTube and learn anything. <laughs> like honestly, anything for free. I think it gets taken for granted. I really do. Right? I would agree with that. They um people see the the very best athletes in the world. That's a good example. They've put a phenomenal amount of work, almost an incomprehensible amount of work to yeah, reach the medal stand. Mm-hmm. Um, they found what they were meant to do. If I were to try to be an Olympic sprinter, I would fail because no matter how hard I work, because I don't have the skill for that. But right. I found what I meant to do and I try to do it well. Yes, exactly. And that is making your time serve you. Beautiful. People who are not making their time serve them are out of touch with their inner self. Yes. Yes, that's wonderful. Um, I want to jump back, if you don't mind, to uh, no, go. before we get carried away to the submarine, just because yes. I'm so fascinated. That, honestly, in my mind, is probably the, the most scary situation you can put yourself in. You're, how far down does a submarine go and you're, you're trapped in these I don't know if it's made out of titanium or what, but if you get one leak in there, oh dear lord, oh god, you start seeing water spritzing in the submarine. <laughs> uh, we actually, I actually, we actually had that once. We'll talk no. about that later. But the big picture is, um, it's, <laughs> it's we're all cut out for things. I wanted to do it, and I did not find it scary at all. Wow. I found it perfectly comfortable, but. I'm a member of the American Legion, which is a veterans organization. And people will ask me, "Awesome, um, how'd you how'd you handle that?" And I'll ask them, "How did you handle combat in a foxhole?" Because, right, <laughs> I would have yeah. been completely useless in a foxhole. I would have yeah. wept. Yeah, but on a submarine, I found it completely normal. <laughs> there were no problems at all. What was your position on the submarine? I was an enlisted man. I was a quartermaster, which in the Navy 
uh, navigate ships. In wow. other branches of the service, they work in the supply department. Mm -hmm. But I was a, I was a quartermaster. I also drove the submarine. Whoa! And um, yeah, that, that's actually the first job you do when you get there. Is drive the submarine. They put you on the helm, and they and you drive the submarine, <laughs> oh and, and and operate the planes. It's um, it was a lot of fun because a lot of funny and strange people volunteer for submarine <laughs> duty. A lot of laughs, a lot of work, but um, like anything else in the service, it's what you make of it. What's the uh, what's the living conditions in a submarine? Oh, I was on a very small submarine. The USS Bluebell oh, was not God. a nuclear submarine. You have racks that are stacked beds, they're known as racks, that are stacked three high. You have maybe from your elbow to your fingertips of sleeping space, and it's about six feet long. And there's a curtain for some privacy. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, the food is really good. Oh, wow. I gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, on the newer submarine, on the nuclear submarines, on the newest ones, living conditions are a lot better. You have six or eight-man staterooms. Um, there's a lot more room. They even have room for workout bikes and whatnot, um, stuff we didn't couldn't even think of. We didn't even have a, a washing machine to wash our uniforms. That's how yeah, small. Yeah, those spoiled soldiers nowadays in those oh, submarines. Hey, yeah, they're floating <laughs> hotels. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> so when you – actually, how deep would a submarine go? Uh, the blueback would go it, – its test depth, which was its deepest operational depth, was mm -hmm. 710 feet. Um, <clears throat> what's called crush depth, which is exactly what the name implies, yeah, was 1,100 like feet. So if oh, we go to 1,110 feet, we... Oh, we you are teeter-tottering on that. <laughs> oh. The, the uh, newer submarines, I really don't know. Our crush depth is probably their test depth, but I don't know for sure. True, right. But it's deeper than what we did. There's no doubt. So when, you, when you're sleeping or when you're... Let's say you're down 700 feet, do, is there like this eeriness? Like, do you hear like the weird creak noises? Like... Like, it just feels like the submarine is about to collapse. I've seen a bunch of movies. I'm so fascinated in submarines. It's just a wild, wild design. It's, it's, it's so crazy to me. Everything was actually pretty normal. If okay. everything's going well, it's very difficult to tell the difference between being in port and being at sea. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. If, if, if you're sleeping, if you're obviously, if you're on watch, you know, you know, you, you know how deep you are and whatnot. Mm. Um, uh, one time we did have a flood. We had just submerged. And myself and a, and a, well, his name is Martin Liker. We were playing cribbage in Crew's Mess. And then we had just submerged. And then water comes out from above the galley where the cook no. works. No. And that's not normal. It caused <laughs> a fiasco because it was a sanitary tank. So everything, and it was cruise oh. mess, so everything had to be sanitized three times. It was, it was awful. But um, you're trained, you know how to respond, and we were able to continue with our mission. Awesome. Good. And now I'm going to make a segue, so listen to this. Talk yes, about sir. sanitized. So is there a purification ceremony for Taoism? Like if you decide to, to make that your life? Example, like, you know, being baptized in holy water cleanses your sins. Is there anything like that for Tao? There can be if you want. Mm -hmm. um, a Taoist is generally pretty private and reserved and wouldn't want to make a show of that. I got you. I think in the religious Tao, just like there's baptism, I was baptized in the Lutheran church as a baby. Right, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there might be in the religious Tao, but... In the philosophical Tao, what you will do is at the very beginning, you will take a deep breath and consider the magnitude of what you're about to do. Mm. And then at various points along your path, after the first day, after the month, 
after many years, you will take some time to reflect on the journey you've made, no matter how short or how long it's been. And think of the progress you've made. Yes. Um, but if you and another, the person who introduced you to tell want to have a ceremony, maybe sure. burn some incense or do a reading, you certainly can. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So my friend Brad was supposed to be on the podcast, but he was having some difficulties with his mic. So it's just you and I, he is really into Tao and um, he got into it, I believe a few months back. And the wild thing was I had never heard of it. And he had messaged me about it, giving me books to read and telling me about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is fascinating. And then I went on to uh, to podcast guests and your name popped up. It was just the strangest thing. But these things always happen between him and me. Like we'll be having conversations, like in-depth, deep, deep conversations. And like the next day or the next week, we'll see something completely relevant that pops up. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I, don't, I think that might be something um like whatever you think to this universe comes to fruition perhaps i mean to some people that sounds crazy but i don't know i think if you open it in your mind like you start noticing things mm -hmm. and you start attracting those things but he had a question and um he wanted to know how might the tao have looked in today's time versus way back in bc and how can we effectively apply the tao uh, in today's world? That's an excellent question because Tao hasn't changed, but circumstances and how us humans live has. Back 3,000 years ago, a person could live in, con in, in step with nature. Now it's hard. We build our, our residence. Nobody lives in a cave anymore. We all have houses or apartments. And it boils down to three things, making Tao relevant. And that's the whole point of my book, Tao Power. That's why I titled it Tao Power, The Ancient Way in Modern Life. Uh, mm. And we touched on it earlier, wisdom, patience, wisdom, courage, and patience. We've talked about wisdom, looking inside your heart, having the wisdom to know what you are about and the life you are meant to lead. Mm -hmm. Courage you must have the courage to live the life you know you are meant to lead. I was put on this earth to write, so I do it every day. If I didn't, I wouldn't have a point to my life, but I have the courage to do it every day, regardless of the effect it has on other people. Yes. And it's hard to get that courage because we talked about the slots mm -hmm. people want you to fit into. They expect certain things out of you, certain behaviors, certain actions at certain times. But once you know what you're supposed to do, and once you start doing that, you will no longer fit into those slots. You will no longer do what others are expecting. And that's yeah. hard. I think awareness comes into that uh, picture there. You have to be aware of your surroundings. Um, if your friends that you have in your group are negative or you have to put on a fake mask to be somebody that you're not when you're around them. I mean, it's like you said, you have to take a look in the mirror and understand who you are and start disconnecting from things like in order to find who you truly are. I had to do that. I had to do that. I did that at around like 24, 25. I drank a lot and you know, I would wake up hungover. I'm like, this is, this is not the life. Like I'm working a dead end job. I'm miserable every morning. Like uh, I know there's something in store for me. I just have to find it. So <laughs> I basically became a lone wolf. I cut everything out and that was the key. That was the ticket. Once I cut everything out, a couple years went by, found myself on the right track. And like to this day, I'm doing very, very well. I'm proud of myself for doing that for sure. It was As hard. you should be. A, a lot of people find that supremely difficult because they're leaving the comfort of the familiar mm. or the unknown. Yeah. It's easy to go and go out with your friends when something inside you is telling you you should be doing something else. And it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, I write, yay for me. Uh, some people should be painting or building a chair or volunteering some someplace. 
Yeah. And they're not because they're afraid to break away from the familiarity, the comfort that their tribe offers. Yes. Yeah. That's a big word. Tribe. We're so, we're so tribal. We're so yes, we are. Yeah. And that could be a benefit and definitely a con for sure. Cause you can get indoctrinated into these things that you might not even believe in. And it kind of goes with like the Republicans and Democrats. I'm not trying to get political, but that's the best example. Like, if you call yourself on the blue team, like whatever they say, you'll agree with, even if you don't agree with it, it's mind boggling. It's mm-hmm. mind boggling. It's your team. So you fight mm-hmm. for that team regardless. I hate that aspect of life. Um, I think we, we all have our own minds, but people are just so afraid to show that because they're afraid of being judged or what others may think or like that you changed on your team. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Go, go for a second. Go, just go, go find yourself. If we can all just tap into that, jeez. I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd be better off <laughs> for sure. If everybody on this planet found what they were meant to do and then did it, yeah, we would, yeah. It, would, it would be as close to utopia as us humans are capable of becoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see a day that that can happen? No, no. Um, yeah, you know, if everybody on the planet, or if everybody in America, all 330 million Americans, read Tau Power, mm-hmm. I think maybe one in a million would be moved to do something. Um, because, as I like to say, the biggest obstacle between me and what I want in this life looks me in the mirror every morning. I have to overcome, personally, I have to overcome procrastination and laziness. And I'm able to do that. It takes work every day. But not everybody is willing to do that. So, no, I don't think we'll ever get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. You said if everyone read your book, like one in a million. I say if everyone takes a the hit of acid or mushrooms will get close to that hundred percent because that, that forces you to have this inner reflection. Like you, <laughs> you will see some things that you probably don't want to see, but that means you have to cleanse yourself. You have to do something about that. And it forces yeah. you, it forces you to look yourself in the mirror. It will. But I, there's there's some research going on. I'm pretty optimistic about the, uh, the psychedelics and the, the drugs that are being um, used in a, a company called MAPS right now. And that's just for like people with PTSD or who, mm-hmm. who have had trauma and they're seeing some really wonderful results. I'm pro for that, but I, under, I understand it's not for everybody. I completely understand. I would never force that upon somebody, but. It's, I think it helps me mentally. I don't do it all the time. Maybe once a year when I go to Florida on Mm -hmm. the beach, I'll indulge in that. And it's basically like a vacation while on a vacation, just to kind (laughs) of understand who I am and, and free my mind and just understand if there's hardships, like it'll, it'll come up, I'll see it. And then I understand what I need to do to fix it. So I use it as a tool. Well, if it's a tool you're putting to your benefit, that's good. Right. Right. Yeah. And I am. Um, so let me ask you, what are the qualifications to write this book? Like, is there a certain amount of time you've had to been, you have, you've had to been with Taoism? Is there like a, a certain amount of resources, books you've needed to read or people you need to speak with? How does this become? Tao Power, the book came about um, as I say in the afterward, I've lived every lesson I offer in this book. I have been on my path every day of my adult life. Um, as I like to say, some dreams I have caught, some have eluded me, some I'll be chasing until the day I die. Mm-hmm. But every success and every failure, more failures than successes, has been a block in the foundation that allowed me to write this book. Um, It started off, if I can tell the story, um, a couple years ago, I have a friend I was visiting and we had talked about spiritual things, but I bought her a copy 
of the book I've mentioned earlier, 365 Tao. And it's a, it's a collection of meditations for every day of the year. And it has a, um, an aphorism and then some commentary. And I started, uh, we don't live in the same city. So she, I would write her commentary on each day's meditation. And she later shared it with her sister. And as the year progressed, um, um, they were very simple in the beginning, but by spring, they weren't too bad. And at the end of the year, I thought, wow, maybe we could turn this into a book. And so I edited about two thirds of it out of the wow. daily commentaries I wrote. I divided yeah. it into wisdom, courage, and patience. And um, uh, the finish, the result is Tao Power, the ancient way in modern life. So you, some you can go to school and learn this, I suppose, but the only real knowledge comes from experience. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about having the courage to live the life you are meant to live, I speak from experience. When I talk about having the wisdom to know what you were about, yeah. I know exactly what I'm about. There's no yeah. doubt. Good. And when I talk about the patience to do it every day, mm -hmm. I do it every day. Um, I live the life I am meant to live every single day. And I'll do so until the day I die. So when my time comes to die, I'm going to look back, whether I'm still, you know, a person of average means or whether the book's taken hold and people know it. A lot of people have read it. I'll look back on time well spent. And For sure. I think that's really the main objective of any person's life. To look back and say, I did well. I wasted nothing. Yeah. I, I often think about that too. And I'm going to be looking back on my life. And everyone comes at those crossroads like, should I do it or shouldn't I do it? And people get too scared. It's like what you said. People get comfortable. They don't want mm -hmm. to go out of that zone. So they just continue on that path. And you already know what that path looks like. You can already see the future, what that path leads to, because you've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're happy with that path, sure, continue on. If you think you deserve more and it's a mediocre life and eh, why would you continue on that path? I mean, at some point, every, let's say 99.9% .9 of people die. I don't like using 100% because <laughs> stuff but you're going to you're going to be on your deathbed or you're going to die what is your life's real gonna look like how many regrets are you gonna have how many opportunities were there that you you wanted to get an extra 40 minutes of sleep you know mm -hmm. what i mean this you have to think about these things what is your life going to look when it's a when it's playback time that 40 minutes of sleep yeah yeah it feels real good Going to that interview for a job that you love or having like a podcast with someone that you find interesting, mm -hmm. wake up, do it. You're going to learn some things that you may not have existed. Like it's going to open some doors up. Networking is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. you, learn, you learn these things by talking to people. I mean, I, I open my arms up to, to talking to new people. So I have this podcast. Every single episode, I talk to somebody different. Because everyone has lived a different life. I only live my life on my path. That's mm -hmm. all I know. But guess what? When I invite people on to this podcast, I kind of get this windowed open and I'm allowed into your life, you know, and I can see, I get a different perspective. And then once I gain that knowledge, I can share that to my friends. I can share that to my family. I can share that to other people on the podcast. Indeed. And by doing that, you are making your time serve you. Yes. Instead of marking time. Brilliant. That's For to real. be applauded. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. What, what's the hardest thing about Taoism? Why isn't it more widely adopted? I feel like this it's such a good way 
in life. Like I, I didn't know about it, but I feel like the principles I, I, they are already etched in my life. I didn't know it, but when I read about the principles and what it is, I'm like, I kind of, I kind of do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're not you're not the first person to say that. It's it's tough because, well, first off, its roots are in ancient China. We're Americans. Yeah. If it's not in America, you know, we're going to be skeptical of it. Um, it as a practical Marxism, matter, we'd all be doing it. Exactly. <laughs> as a practical matter, it forces you. Tao demands that you look inside yourself. Everything, a good example, a brilliant example, is a seed. You plant a seed, and yeah. everything that that tree or that plant needs is contained in that seed. Everything we need for a good life is contained inside us. Right. But right. Too many people get caught up in things that are get caught up in outside influences. Yeah. And they answer to those. And because it's easy. I feel like with the seed, you have everything there, but you don't want to grow it artificially. And that's what the outside social world is. You're growing that seed artificially. So you're using supplements to, to grow it faster. And that's not the best way at all. You'll start noticing some defects. If you want the best seed to grow, it takes time. Over time, it'll grow strong. You'll have strong roots. That's an excellent way to put it. Mm -hmm. Nothing blooms in a day. Yes. And it's hard, though, for some people because it's hard to nourish your seed because it demands introspection and it, mm -hmm. it involves going against the grain. Because how many people do you know on a percentage basis that are living from the inside out? It's probably a small percentage. None of and them. And it's tough to go against <laughs> the grain of the tribe. Yeah, you're right. So Tao involves work. But once you put that work in, it gets mm. easier. And after a while, it's automatic. After a while, it's easy. I no longer, I've been on my path so long, I no longer think about what I need to do today. It I just automatically is. know. Just is. It just is. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. What inspires you to keep going? The um, prospect of what's going to happen tomorrow and next year. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's fun. I enjoy my life. I enjoy being on my path. Me too. But... <laughs> um, the, my, my favorite song is Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen and in an interview about the song Bruce said more or less Born to Run will always speak to that part of you that is both frightened and exhilarated by what will happen tomorrow and that's a great way to put it it is because I put a lot of work into my life Perhaps critical and popular acclaim will follow someday. Um, yay, because I'll be honest, that's part of the dream. But boo, because my goodness, that'll be a, a whole nother master that I will need to overcome. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm exhilarated by what the future will hold, even if it's just the continuation of the life I'm living now. That's okay. I'm happy. I'm doing what I meant to do. Brilliant. But it's frightening too, because what if you have the success you've dreamt of and having the impact on people's lives that you've dreamt of? Whew, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother master to answer to. <laughs> certainly is. That's super powerful for sure. We, I think we just need to digest this. There's there's a lot of information here. I, I love it. It's really good. Um, is there anything when it comes to Taoism about the afterlife, like, or is is it just strictly um, principles on surface? Um, 
when we die, our life ends. That's it. Okay. Um, okay. For a couple of reasons. One, um, well, actually one reason. One, we have no knowledge of any of anything happening in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody has come back and said, hey, there is a heaven, there is a hell. No. Uh, Taoists tend not to believe those things. Okay. Um, because there is simply no reasonable, it's not reasonable to expect there to be those things. There's been, mankind, us humans have needed supernatural aid and comfort mm-hmm. since time immemorial. It's human nature. And that's what Tao is. Tao at its core is helping us humans get over our fear of death. And yeah. we do that by living the life we are meant to live. Mm-hmm. Living a life that is meaningful to us. So meaningful that death has no hold over us. Yeah, I think life is kind of, it's hard to describe, but it it's like preparation for death. Like you have to do what you can while you're here, understand that it's coming, but you will leave everything out on the table. Like there's just nothing to hold back. So when it's your time, I mean, it is what it is. It's exactly. The next, the next phase or whatever happens. No one knows. I'm, I'm no. a different, but I don't know. And, and, and on another level, a Taoist is not going to waste any time thinking about it because it's unknowable. There's no reason. There's no reason to waste brain power on it. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I mean, I can't stop it. Why put energy into that? Exactly. Right? Yeah. We're not going to know. Mm-hmm. So let's let, let's focus on something productive today. Yeah, for sure. Yep. That's cool. I didn't even know that I was a part of this camp and apparently I am. Awesome. Well, I think that are- shows that yeah. shows that Tao is nature. Tao is natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tao is being in touch with yourself. G Marks, you have anything to uh to leave off? We're gonna wrap it up here. It's been a powerful, powerful conversation. I found it to be that too. Um, if you remember nothing else, remember these six words. Follow your heart, trust your instincts. Your heart will tell you where to go, your instincts will tell you how to get there. Magnificent. Uh, G Marks, thanks for being here. I want to give you the opportunity to uh, go ahead and if you have any social media or Facebook, your books, go ahead and uh, shield those out now if you'd like. I would like that. Thank you. The book is Tao Power, The Ancient Way in Modern Life. And my website is gmarks.com, G-M-A-R-X-X.com. There's the, uh, you can order the book there. You can read excerpts. I have a podcast, three minutes talking about an element from the book. And I just started a thought for the day too, which is a commentary on quotes that uh, famous people have said. Yeah. Excellent. G Marks, appreciate you for doing this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. The pleasure was mine. Everyone at home, go live better. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.